Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule, so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. In today's economy, more people than ever are looking to buy and sell businesses. But how do you do it? Welcome to The Deal Board, presented by Transworld Business Advisors. Straight talk about real deals and real people. Listen to stories, interviews, and expert advice to help your business sale, merger, or acquisition process. Now, here are your business exit experts, Andy and Jessica. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And it's The Deal Board. And we have a great episode for you today. We are going to talk about retiring and planning for retiring and exit planning, and not only for your business, but for your personal as well. Jessica, we see this all the time. We see baby boomers hanging on to their businesses so long because they're so afraid of not having an income moving forward. Right. I mean, it's almost half of our clients um, are selling for retirement. And there's been a lot of changes in the economy, both at the macro level and micro level that have, have really affected when people are selling their business. You know, if you think about it, when you're selling your business, you're, you're most likely if you're older, you're retiring, but you need some type of other income stream, right? So you're looking at either taking the proceeds that you've sold your business and putting them to work. But I don't know, right now, where do you put that money to work in a safe situation? Yeah, I mean, over the years, interest rates have dropped to near nothing. I mean, you might be too young to remember this, but at some point, uh, interest rates at the bank would actually pay you a return uh, that was decent. And if you got a CD, you could get up to five, six, maybe even, I forget, I think at some point it was 10% for bonds and things like that. There was a, a way to put a million dollars to work and retire. That is no longer the case. Certainly not putting your money to work in a very, very safe place. But so we're going to talk about what are the alternatives to that with, we're going to uh, talk to Cindy, I'll call her Cindy C., from Redefining Final Financial Literacy. She wrote a great book about alternative investments and that the 60-40 stock market rule between stocks and bonds is not going to work for you moving forward. Yeah, well, it's, it's hard to find those bond performance numbers right now. And look, like we know that this is affecting business owners and their long-term plans too. We've seen business owners hanging onto their businesses longer, retiring later in life. And it's just because if you sell your business and you can't find that income in a safe place like savings or CDs, I mean, the stock market's doing great, but honestly, let's be honest, it's just a little crazy right now and it's not exactly a safe investment. So we're seeing a lot of our clients hang on and stay in a working environment longer than they normally would, um, which gives them some more time to plan for their exit, but also limits their option post-exit for investments. Right. And people want to plan for their exit because they need more money or at least want more money. It is certainly not being 60 and 70 years old like it was half a decade ago, half a decade, half a century ago. Being 60 and 70 years old means you're running around the world, you're doing sports even, you're, you're traveling, you're, you're enjoying life. And so people want to be active and they want the money to be able to do that. And so planning for your exit and your business is even more important because you want more money. And if you want more money from your business, 
we've been telling you over and over again that you have to plan. And today, Jessica is going to talk about planning. Yeah. And it's a question we get from a lot of clients. Like, how do I get more for my business? How do I increase the valuation? And today we're going to talk about an answer, uh, an easy process. It's four steps, but it does require advanced planning. Um, another question I get from a lot of people is like, you know, what do I have to do for an exit plan? Do I need to plan five years in advance, 10 years in advance? Not often that long, but you do have to spend some time, maybe probably a minimum of 12 months and just think about it. But I think why I like having Cindy on the show too, is it's, yes, there's a plan to help get your business more valuable, but your business and personal tie together, right? You can't ignore one part of it without your personal goals and your business goals. Now, we get a ton of referrals from uh, financial planners, and we love working with them, and they love working with us because we're going to unlock that money from their small business and bring it to that financial planner so they can do their magic, uh, so they can help the person have an income and have a savings that's going to be able to take them. Perhaps, like we said, you know, people are living into their 80s and 90s in a very healthy way, and they're and they they need that money and they want that money and certainly uh, there's estate planning as well. They want to leave something behind for their grandchildren. You know, every generation wants to see the next generation do better and have more and and have more opportunities. I know when my great grandparents left Italy, they they left because they wanted their grandkids and their kids to have a better life and. I just want to salute them because we are, I mean, yeah. it, it, it's an amazing thing. So people want to continue that legacy and planning is all is, is what it takes. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about long-term planning. We're going to try and get in your heads and get you to think about what is the long-term plan for your business? What is your retirement plan and what is your goals? And even just having that concept in your mind and that conversation personally with yourself or with a spouse, that's the first step. So hopefully between these two interviews, we're giving you some really good tactical things to think about and work on in your goal setting. Yeah, it's a great show. And it's a great time to start thinking about your eventual exit. Let's get to it. Let's do it. Transworld Business Advisors is the world's largest business brokerage and mergers and acquisitions firm with over 500 brokers in nearly 200 offices worldwide. Transworld's team handles thousands of business sales every year. To be connected with a qualified business broker or learn more about the buying and selling process, visit tworld.com forward slash the deal board or call 888-719-9098. Everybody, welcome back. And we were talking a couple episodes ago about growing your business and selling it. And we got into the conversation about how to prepare your business for sale. And, you know, Jessica reminded me that she has a whole program for this. It's called Prep to Sell. It's a great program. And we highly encourage anybody who's thinking about selling to go through it. But Jessica, let, let's talk a little bit about Prep to Sell because we kind of led into it last time. Yeah. And it's a great program, Andy, honestly, and it's offered through most of our transferable business advisors offices throughout the country. So if you're interested, you can learn more from them. But as we were de doing deals in our office, we were noticing a lot of business owners would come to us and they would want to sell or need to sell right away. And we weren't able to get the value that they deserved or sometimes even unable to sell the business 
just because they didn't really understand how the process worked and they missed some key components, right? So we always talk about, yeah, you want to increase the value of your business, but also the likelihood it could sell. And there are some significant deal killers. So in our office, we came up with this program prep to sell, basically just pulling back back the curtain and saying, this is what you need to do to get the maximum value of your business. Um, and working with those business over owners over usually one to two years in advance of a sale. Yeah, that's all it takes. I mean, really, there's we see these things that are fatal mistakes that are made by sellers that will cause the business not to sell. And we've all heard the statistics before, only one in five businesses sell or two in five businesses sell. And that's usually a result of two things. Number one, unrealistic expectations of price yeah. and terms. But the other one is one of these issues that will prevent a buyer from buying and, and it, it makes the business unsaleable. And if the seller only has a certain amount of time left, time is clicking because of health, time is clicking because of retirement, then they'll wind up selling for a lot, lot less. So what you're talking about is perfect to lead into your prep to sell program. Yeah. And we, we talked with the clients and we kind of do take them through a four-step process. So first, I think it's very important for all business owners to understand what their company is worth. I know there's lots of articles and information on the internet about how to value businesses, but we all know that, that everything on the internet is not true, right? Yeah. And sometimes having a, a business broker and advisor do a deep dive into your business and identify what's it worth and what are some of those key issues. At least you have a starting point. And I think it's also important to find somebody that's going to tell you the truth, right? This isn't something you want sugar-coated. Like oftentimes when we do these valuations, people aren't necessarily happy with the results, but I think it's better to be unhappy than unrealistic. Like you, you mentioned earlier, Andy. So especially if you have some time leading up where you can make some of these changes and fixes. So once you understand the business value, then we look at what could possibly kill a deal. And in our, our last episode, a couple episodes ago, Andy, you started mentioning some of these. There's there's issues like customer concentration when one single customer is a chunk of your revenue and people are like, oh, 60, 70%. No, it could be as much as 20% of your revenue it could be a customer concentration issue. Um, you know, is the business transferable or is like everything in the owner's head that really makes a deal difficult to sell. And then obviously we look at, we talk a lot on the show about books and records, but we look a lot at books and records. We look a lot at the legal aspects of the company and making sure all of that's going to transfer for the buyer. And then once that's done, then we can talk about how are we going to increase the value of the business? And the nice part about working with a business broker or somebody who is in the market is we see what buyers will pay for. So when we're taking people through this prep to sell program, it's not like, you know, I say it's not like Harvard business case studies. It's what are buyers paying for in the market today? And there's, and there's some recurring themes that we see that buyers want, you know, Andy, how many times do we get a call from a buyer and they're like, I want an owner absentee business that cash flows and has recurring revenue, right? We, we hear that all the time. And if I had a dime, I'd be a very rich man. And a lot of businesses don't have that, but there it is within reach. And you've seen that, right? 
Yeah. It's within region. I think, you know, owner absentee, it's a process, right? It's a process of delegating and removing yourself. I see with a lot of clients too, they think they're going to have to hire a bunch of people, but sometimes they already have the talent in their own office. They're just not delegating enough. Um, recurring revenue is another big one we come up against and people are like, oh, well, do I have to start a subscription model or a membership? And that's not what it is. It's just some type of predictable revenue in the future. It doesn't have to be you develop the new subscription box for HVAC services. I don't even know how you would do that, but you know, it's just some type of predictable revenue in the future. And, and we know that buyers value that more and they will pay more for some of those aspects. Yeah. They love that. And for AC companies, I think they do it with replaceable filters or they, right. you know, they have those uh, forever filters. And I know that my guy comes in every six months now and I'm like, how much was that just to pull out the, anyway, but there are ways to make your business much more saleable as you're saying. Yeah. So once you identify those and, and not, you know, every business doesn't have to apply every different value driver. There might be two, three max that work for a business. That's where we figure out, here's how you solve the valuation gap. And the owner goes to work on that strategy over a year or two year period. And the last piece we walk them through, and we've talked a lot about this on the show, but selecting the right team to get your deal done. You know, selecting the right team with a right business broker, right attorney, right CPA is really going to make or break a deal. Um, And just how much you're going to get for the deal, but also whether it's going to get done or not. Yeah, it's really, it's a bad idea to have attorneys and accountants who have never done a deal be on your team. Uh, We've seen this kill deals many, many times. In fact, we were talking about it this morning of how many deals out there are just killed because the right people are in it. It's a good deal and people don't realize it's a good deal or at the, or, and they're getting bad advice. And so we, we, we even came up with the term, you know, we want to be the deal doctors. We want to come in and help save those deals. And we have. So it is imperative to put together the right team. Uh, we have several deals going on right now. And I can think of a few of them that are, I'm pretty sure are going to do great because they have the right team. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really is critical. And all these pieces are critical. And it's not like... It's not, I don't want to make people think this is like another 40 hour a week job of getting your business ready to sell. It's more about having the information and the knowledge and changing your mindset. I think there's a different mindset of when you're running a business to grow at any cost or to just stabilize your income versus when you're getting it ready to sell. And there's some simple things that we, we've all known in the industry for years that if businesses can achieve, and some of the examples we've used, recurring revenue, owner absentee, we know we can get them a higher price and we know we're going to have a competitive environment for it. What I just wanted to do was reveal the secrets, right? And help people get to that point because ultimately it'll cause more small businesses to sell. And if more small businesses sell, it's it's good for the economy overall. It stabilizes the local economy. It saves jobs. We don't want to see that statistic one out of five, Andy, right? We've always talked like, what if we can get that to two out of five businesses to sell or three or four in the future? That's really the ultimate win for everyone. Yeah. I mean, there's an efficient way for people to buy and sell stock of publicly traded companies. And there should be no difference in small businesses. You should be able to sell your business in an efficient manner if you decide that's what you want to do right now. So, 
we're coming to that point. And to come to that point, exactly what you said, you have to have everything in place ready to go. I mean, if you wanted information on buying a stock in a company, there's all kinds of public information and 10 Qs and financials and profiles online, uh, management, reporting. Well, we're getting to that point. And that's really kind of what we're doing. We're taking that, that public uh, information that obviously wouldn't be out there for a private company, but we're putting that together for the acquirer and making sure that all the systems are in place so they could step in. Because everybody who goes to buy business imagines, imagines themselves working every day. And if everything is kind of set up and it looks kind of seamless, it's going to help sell that business. Yeah. And I, I think the overall takeaway is, is that you do have to plan in advance. This isn't something that happens in a month or two months. Like we've talked about on here, actually a business sale takes on average about eight months to just to sell the business. So if, if you're thinking ahead and, and I'm a proponent of, you should always be running your business. Like you're going to sell it. Cause we've seen so many examples of people that never think they're going to sell. And I know Andy, we've talked a few times on the show about even people who thought the business was going to transition to a second generation. And they were shocked when the second generation didn't want the company. Right. Yeah, We, we have spoken about that before and you just never know who's going to be a buyer. And the second generation might not be the right management management for the company and they might not have the money. So yeah. sometimes it's better to sell it to a third party. You know, who, who's going to be the right owner of that business moving forward? That's what we are here to do for you. Yeah. So if you want more information about prep to sell, you can um, talk with any of our trans world business advisors across our network. Um, you can find our offices at tworld.com or you can go to prep to sell.co to learn a little bit more about the program. But again, it's here, we're here for you to help think about the future and plan for the best exit possible for you, your business and your family. Especially in this market, it's a great time to think about it. And we're here to help and sit down with you and put you through this prep to sell program if you need help to get your business ready to sell. Good. Great job. Hey, Andy, do you know what time it is? It's time for our deal of the week. Deal of the week. Sold. Welcome back, everybody, to the deal board. And for our deal of the week this week, we have Melly joining us from Transworld Business Advisors of Utah County. Melly, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So you recently closed a deal. Tell us a little bit about the business that was sold. So this business is a consignment furniture store, but they also offer new furnitures only about 10%. So about 90% of the offerings are consignment furniture. They have been in business for 20 years, have been doing really great during COVID. And I think they went through the, the 2004 economy crisis really well too. So this is a very well-established business. Sounds like a great business and great history, 20 years. That's amazing. Most businesses don't survive that long. It sounds like they're still thriving. So tell us a little bit about you, obviously had it for sale. Who was the buyer that was interested in this business and eventually closed on the deal? So the buyers on this business is pretty interesting because the, the buyers are actually good friends with the owners, but the owners uh, approached us and asked us to help because she just she said that we couldn't get this going without the help of a broker. So it was actually, so the buyer approached us and say, hey, we're really interested in this business. They got 
really good offers, very good financial, strong financial background. The the deal they offer actually almost to the full price and all cash, local. Wow. Well, that's I mean, there's a couple of good learning lessons there. Like, right, it is it is important to bring in a, a broker to help you, even if you already know your buyer. Um, but also that there are still cash buyers out there. And that's always great for a seller too. So it sounds like a good deal for all involved. Let's talk a little bit about the numbers. What was the final purchase price and, and what was the SDE of the business? So the SDE is pretty close to 300,000. Like I said, they've done really well. And um, we actually did valuation for this for this business. It was, I believe it came, came at five, 550 and then they want to list it 600 so a little bit higher than the um the valuation but we closed the deal at 562 so it's actually more than the valuation you know they it's well deserved because after the covid you know the 2021 they they their financial is actually stronger and stronger and then I did a visit couple of times after we closed the deal, they, they, they're doing even better now. Yeah, that's a great deal. And especially for a business that's doing really well, you can see those valuation bumps a little bit. Well, congrats to you, the buyers and the sellers getting a really good deal done and higher than the original valuation. Before we let you go, why don't you tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you if they want to talk to you about buying or selling a business in Utah, or you also mentioned you do valuations beforehand too. How can they best reach you? Yeah, they could they could reach me at my cell phone. It's 801-707-1957 or drop me an email at M Miles. That's M as in Mike and then Miles M Y L E S at tworld.com. And we'll also drop that contact information into the show notes as well. Thank you so much for joining us on the deal board today. And we look forward to having you back again soon. All right. Thank you, Jessica. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to The Deal Board. And we have a very special guest with us, Cindy Kubchin of from uh, Redefining Financial Literacy. She wrote the book, literally wrote the book. And we're excited to have her on because we talk about buying and selling businesses and sellers when it's time to sell. And oftentimes, the proceeds of the sale are certainly not 100% of their retirement. So they're looking at their retirement before they make that decision to sell. And Cindy is here because she wrote the book because Cindy, first of all, welcome. And so many of our sellers are not financially literate. Why'd you write the book? Well, I think um, being in the industry, I'm a certified financial planner of 35 years, that I found that a majority of the people that walk through my front door have a low level financial literacy. And I think it's really become a national crisis today because the research has has come in and 60% of people don't even have a budget and 40% of adults have either a low level financial literacy or score a C, a D or an F. So this is a major crisis in America and we need to address it to help people sustain the retirement. Yeah, I mean, obviously they're missing the boat if they don't have a retirement plan in effect because we've had an incredible run uh, in the financial sector markets. But you talk about you talk about a lot of different things, but you talk about that that balanced portfolio. But you have a model that you called the Realm model. 
Yeah. So this particular model I trademarked and it stands for the retail endowment allocated like model. And the reason I gave it that name, because as I evolved over the last 17 years into a more institutional portfolio construction, I wanted to name it similar to what the largest endowments and how they manage their portfolios. Because the endowment managers are some of the best managers in the world. And the reason for that is these large managers have actually got a better outcome long-term than being in stocks and bonds. And I started doing that in 03 because the stock, I was 41 years old. The stock market had dropped almost 40%. My seniors were 60 and they're looking at me saying, Cindy, am I going to run out of money? And I thought to myself, I had no control over the market. I don't have control over political or economic um, decisions that are made in this country, but I could control how I allocated my clients' portfolios. So instead of just going in a stock and a bond model, which some people don't even know what the word stock means or bond, I wanted to add more to the recipe. I felt that if I added more asset classes, such as venture capital, commercial real estate, private credit, would my clients get more income? Would they have less risk? And would they have a better outcome to leave a legacy to their loved ones? Mm. After 17 years, I believed that my clients were able to experience some of those benefits. So I said to myself, why are other investors across this country limited to two asset classes, stocks and bonds? And in my opinion, and also Susie Orman, Bank of America, Morgan Stanley, they recently came out in the last 12 months and said that the stock and bond model is now broken. And so if that's broken, what do we do as investors to sustain us? Bonds don't pay much interest. We saw the stock market drop 30 to 40% in 10 days last year. Where do investors go? And that is the motivation behind my book. I was passionate enough to get this book out to the public because I am worried about investors running out of money with a two asset class model. Why 93% of advisors or a large majority, I don't know exactly the statistics, still don't know how to build portfolios outside of a stock and bond. So that's another big problem. So, you know, this is where we're at. It took me three years, four rewrites, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to get this book out because I care. I care about the public and I get compare, care about financial awareness. Well, let me tell you something because you're on to something because mm -hmm. a lot of business owners and baby boomers are holding on to their businesses. And here's why I think they're holding on to their businesses because they don't have a good place to put their money and they're scared. We've all been through 2001 when the stock market took a, temp, a, a tech bubble burst, so, yeah. 2008, 2009, when it yep. took a housing crisis dump. And then we see the volatility today and business owners who have a business that they used to be able to let, I always used to use the example, they sell for a million bucks and yep. they clear a million bucks. Well, back in the day when you had, uh, you know, CDs at five to 10%, you could make a hundred grand a year and live. Well, where do you put your money now that's not so volatile that you're scared? So this is very timely, uh, especially in today's economic world. Yeah. So the research has come out. You have a million dollars and you sit across the table from your advisor and say, okay, 
how much can I take out and how long will this last me? Those are two logical questions you're going to be concerned about. The safe withdrawal rates in the 80s and 90s used to be 4%. So if I had a million dollars, 4% of a million is what, 40,000? What is it, 3,500 bucks a month, okay? The safe withdrawal rates today, based on Dr. Waite's um, analysis, is about 24 Mm. So you're absolutely right. Where am I going to put my money? If I can't take much out, I might as well leave up my business and draw off the income from my revenues. But the moral of the story, there is a way to get higher withdrawal rates. And we've been kept in the dark. The elitists, the family offices in this country have had a whole different investment methodology. The endowments. I mean, so the good news, and I like to say this, there is hope, there is opportunity to, to manage risk, to potentially get higher durable income, but it comes with financial literacy. Adding asset classes that are now available. Okay, 25 years ago, you and I could not buy private real estate. We couldn't buy private credit. We couldn't get venture capital. Pensions are gone. They need someone new to cater to, and folks, Investing today is greater than it's ever been, but that means taking accountability, taking action steps, finding an advisor who knows about alternatives that can add that to your equation and get you that outcome that you're looking for. So you can go sell your business, potentially get a four to 5% withdrawal rate, because that's what my seniors are potentially getting today. And on a million dollars, that sounds a much better getting 50,000 a year than 25,000 a year. You with me? Yeah. And the good news is that businesses are selling for even more than that these days. And with the SBA financing out there to the world, uh, yep. people are able to leverage into like $5 million businesses. So wow. that 5% could, you know, put you in a nice place for your retirement. And, and so just, you know, to kind of wrap it all up too, people are so scared of the macroeconomic world. I mean, what do you see? You know, we're coming out of COVID. Yep. Uh, the stock market's at an all-time high. I mean, what do you see? Uh, real estate seems to be ridiculously priced as far as homes yep. are concerned. What do you see out there? What do you, you know, is it is it about managing the risk and being across the board? Absolutely. So as an advisor, you know, I've really had to change my view of advising. I really needed to take more of an economic view of the market. Because if I was really going to do what was in the best interest, I got to look at the past. I got to look at what's going on today. And I got to research the forecast of the future. It's out there, but you got to dig, right? So what I believe is going to happen based on the research. And again, Morgan Stanley did a study saying the 60-40 model the next decade, you're looking at 2 to 3%. That is just not going to be enough to sustain you, okay? So if you look at the facts and you ask your advisor, hey, should I be in stocks and bonds? I know the last 10 years, you're going to paint a wonderful picture for me. But investing is long-term. How has that 60-40 done the last 20 years? And you're going to see 4 to 5%. So investors, uh, Yahoo, I think Yahoo Money last year did a study. 40% of Americans are going to run out of money. And mm. my book, in my opinion, is going to give you strategies to hopefully sustain your retirement. Yes, by adding more to the equation to give yourself income from real estate from private credit. Now, real estate, you brought up a, a good question here. I think because of the stimulus that was created because of COVID, what, $9 trillion? That could potentially 
anytime you add money to the money supply, historically, it is a cost inflation, okay? So if we have rising inflation, that's really good for real estate because we can increase our rents. Yes, real estate is bubbling. Stock market is, is bubbling. Um, the bond market is bubbled because we've seen interest rates drop over the last 20 years from 9% to almost one and a half a point last year with the 10-year treasury. So you have three asset classes and where do you put your money? So you spread it out. You've heard, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Sure. The 60-40 used to work, folks. It worked in the 70s and 80s. It did 8 to 10%. No one questioned it. People feel uncertainty. They feel anxiety because they see the writing on the wall. They can't get yield anymore. Where are they going to get yield? So that's where the book has strategies. And I gave two different examples of alternative investments. And I think adding alternative investments to your stock and bond model, the research says it smooths out volatility, it manages risk, and potentially gives you higher withdrawal rates. Isn't that what everybody wants today? Yeah, that's what they want. That's what they want. So, Cindy, that's a great way to wrap it up. What's the best way to get in, get in touch with you or get your book? Okay, so there's a couple of ways. My last name, as you know, is hard to pronunciate. So I named the company after Cindy. Synergy Financial, spelled C-I-N-E-R-G-Y, synergyfinancial.com. I have places that you can put your um, email and you get five free videos on changing your mindset in five days through eight eight minutes a piece. You can order my book on Amazon. We're ranked number one. It just came out last Tuesday in four categories on finance. We hope to become a Wall Street Journal bestseller. Next, you can call our 800 number. I, I'm giving one hour consultations free to anybody that wants to take the time and be accountable. So I'm going to give you that number. It's 1-888-210-8777. Again, that number is 888 8777. We will give you, if you're thinking about selling your business and you want to know how to generate income from that lump sum you're going to receive after taxes, we can set it up for you. That's my forte. I'm in the income planning of helping people retire, sustain their retirement, and leave a legacy for their loved ones. That is perfect. I, I, I want all my sellers to call you because, and people were thinking about selling because they they hesitate. They're not doing it because they're worried about their income moving forward. And your book cut will clarify that as well as getting together with you. Cindy, thank you so much for coming in today. I appreciate Andy, it. anytime I'm here. Okay. Have a good day. Thank you. Hey, Jessica, you know what time it is? Money time? Almost. It's time for listing of the week. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And it is Listing of the Week. And we have Thomas Kelsey from Transworld Business Advisors of Fayetteville, also active military. Thank you for your service, Thomas. And welcome. Uh, and you bring a unique perspective to people who are exiting the military that might want to buy a business. And you've got a good one to go over today. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. Um, so what I'm talking about today is we have a hemp store that's located in near Fort Bragg in North Carolina. Um, that store has a unique aspect where they have connection to the farmers, to the manufacturers, so you know the entire product line. So there's no weird additives or chemicals that they're putting in that business. Yeah, it certainly seems a, like an industry that's finding its way and you want to deal with reputable kind of products. So this, this is a nice, a nice reputable business. So how much are they asking? So they're asking 220,000. 
$220,000 is all cash or is there financing? So the the owner is really open to seller's financing. Uh, They're only looking for $75,000 down and they're only looking for a a competitive interest rate on that. Okay. So it sounds like a great deal near Fort Bragg. I'm sure they have uh, lots of customers that need their services. Is it making money currently? Yeah, so the owner's benefit at this point is a little under seventy thousand. Um, they've obviously experienced some issues during the the COVID times. Right, but things are coming back now, aren't they? Yeah, that's it's great to hear on this side of town. Uh, our traffic counts are starting to go back up. We've gotten stores are starting to open back up, so it's 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 really starting to grow in near Fort Bragg. So as I've said before, this is a perfect time to go out there and buy a business. Uh, the owners. Uh, are, of this one are giving great terms and it's a it's an, a competitive price. And so, Thomas, what's the best way to get in touch with you if somebody wants to learn more? So the best way to get in touch with me is my email. It is tkelsey, K-E-L-S-E-Y at tworld.com. Or you can reach me by phone at 910-300-5130. Excellent. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into the show today. If you like the podcast, share it with your friends on social media. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app. If you have questions, would like to appear, or have suggestions for topics for the show, get in contact with us through our website, thedealboardpodcast.com. Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule, so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.